Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all. But then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via telehealth and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, The Inflammation Spectrum, Ketotarian. The newest book is called Gut Feelings. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, our telehealth center, we actually have brand new telehealth patient options now open and lots of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. Listeners, you know, almost every week lately, I've been giving away free signed books every single month and mention it on every episode. (laughs) You all love the books. Keep coming for a chance to win a signed book. You can still do so. Just head on over to Apple Podcasts, rate and review The Art of Being Well there. Every single month, no matter when you listen to this episode, we're giving away free and signed books. I'll reach out to you, ask you which book you want me to sign, and we'll send it out to you. But I'm going to be mixing it up, and I'm going to mix it up starting today. We're going to still give away free signed books, but also going to give away different healthy stuff that I love. Could be supplements, could be my latest biohacking tool, maybe a telehealth consultation. And that's what I'm going to give away today. So this is what we're going to do. Leave your Apple podcast review. If you've already done that, you can screenshot that Apple podcast review, message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole, and also on the newest Instagram post on my page at Dr. Will Cole, comment on that post 
and let me know one thing that you learned from today's episode. You're going to have to listen to the episode. Tell me what you loved the most, what you learned the most, what inspired you the most from today's episode. And I will be picking a winner and then I'll reach out to you and you've won a functional medicine telehealth consult. We deal a lot with people that are struggling with autoimmune issues, hormone problems, gut health issues, different inflammatory problems, nervous system dysregulation, a lot of the things that we talk about on the podcast. But I want to mix it up and make it fun for you all. So there you go. It's going to be a telehealth consult with someone on my team. And you all know them from the show, actually. So go back and listen to the mental health as physical health episodes. Go back to the Ask Me Anything episodes because the team's here on the podcast with me. And I oversee all the cases and I will build you a protocol and different ways that we can be there for you based on that telehealth consult. You could be anywhere in the world. Good luck. All right, let's get to today's guest. His name is Ben Aldis. Ben is a London-based fitness and health expert who is currently working at Peloton as a cycle and strength instructor. Combining this with his previous experience working in finance, Ben sits at the intersection of fitness, business, tech, music, sports, and entertainment. As a world-class Peloton instructor and NASM certified personal trainer and an experienced DJ, Ben is a unique hybrid of high-performance athlete, motivational coach, and live performer. But he is first and foremost an educator and a coach and is on a mission to share his passion for fitness and health with as many people as he possibly can. His brand new book, it's out now, is called Raise the Bar. We're going to learn all about it and so much more. But you all know, I'm a Peloton super fan. This guy teaches me so much. I learned so much from him. And now I'm excited for you to learn from him as well. Let's get right to it. This is Ben Aldis's Art of Being Well. Benjamin Aldis, man. I cannot believe this is happening. Thanks for coming on the pod, man. It's been a long time coming, right? I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited for the conversation. Thank you for having me on. Do people call you Benjamin or is this just your parents? It's a bit of a mix. What's, what's really interesting is my parents actually call me Ben. Um, I think Benjamin sort of like stemmed when I went to university. And then I think a girlfriend at the time like started calling me Benjamin and other people did. And it's, it's really funny because I have quite a few different names. <laughs> so I think people, different people call me different things, but I'm, I'm not super picky. So. That's all right. I'll call you Ben because I know that's how the world knows you. And I'm such a fan of your work. We've, like I said, I'm so excited that people are going to be hearing our conversation today. This book, long time coming. I know books are a beast uh, to put out in the world. A lot of work behind the scenes. Why this book? Why now? For those who don't know, I'm, I'm a Peloton instructor. have been a Peloton for just over five years now. And before that, I actually used to work in finance. So I come from a bit of a sort of different world where I have experience in, in business and in finance in, you know, helping businesses grow and working on investments. But then I also have this huge passion around health and wellness. And I've been on my own journey of health and wellness and sort of discovery and evolution. But obviously at Peloton, I'm helping millions of people on a, on a weekly, yearly basis raise the bar for themselves. So part of the process of writing this book was in a way, a chance for me to get down on paper, like a toolkit mm. that I can use on a, on a daily and weekly basis, but also actually help other people along the way. Mm. So the book itself is, is a mixture between part memoir of like my journey, my story, but also lots of tips and tricks about mindset, motivation, health and wellness. And so far it's launched in the UK and it's been getting great reviews so far. So yeah, it, I think right now it feels like the right time 
I feel like I've got a good experience within quite a few different spaces. And for those that hopefully read the book, they'll see I've intertwined the two worlds of finance and health and wellness to get some really great takeaways. Yeah, certainly. The book is so filled with actionable, practical tips, life tips. Let's go back to that time in finance. You talk about it in the book. You went through burnout, which I think a lot of people can relate with. So I'd like to talk about that and and the bravery, I think, to switch careers. Because I see this with telehealth patients. They Their job is a source of stress. You know, stress is one thing, but burnout's another thing where you know intuitively, this is not good for my health. It's maybe not great for my life's path anymore. Maybe it served me for a season, but it's like they're afraid to pivot. Can you talk about that and what what is like going through something was at discord with where you wanted to be and what that was like to make that leap from finance to fitness? Yeah, I think it's interesting to say before, like, um, so I grew up playing a lot of um, sport. I was super active. My whole life as a, as a, as a child, I like, was centered around sport and being outside. And really a lot of the joy that I felt as, as, as a youngster was around moving my body. At the time, I didn't make that connection necessarily. It was just something that I had a passion for. As I went through school and different points in my life, I became more interested in business and other areas of education, went to university and studied economics. And then as most, you know, 18 to 21 year olds, you just sort of like follow the path of like figuring out where you want to go. I wanted to become a professional sportsman. That didn't quite work out for me. So I almost doubled down on my second passion of business but not really knowing where that path was going to take me. So I found after various internships and lots of different sort of job opportunities throughout my university sort of time and career and career at school, found myself in the world of private equity, which is like essentially a business that helps other businesses. And the, the business I work for is a big US private equity firm. Um, you know, exciting world, something while I was going through university was like, wow, this is the best job possible earning good money for someone of that age. But the funny thing was, is I never really did any research around like, okay, what would that actually mean from a lifestyle perspective? And I think when you're going through that as a, you know, as a youngster in your, in your younger years, you, you're thinking about what I like to call the outer jewels in, which is in relation to like the money and the lifestyle of like, oh, I'm going to be able to like buy nice suits and by watches and all that. And you forget about sometimes what's really important. And so I found myself in a place where, you know, I was working long, long hours. Something that was super important to me when I was a child was, you know, the health and wellness aspect had just totally gone. So the first year of my career in finance, didn't have a gym membership, wasn't eating well, wasn't looking after myself, prided myself on like working the longest hours, you know, that crazy mindset of the harder I work, the quicker I'm going to become successful. And slowly but surely, my brain and my body just started to, you know, slow down. And the efficiency of, of my days was really not not great. And my relationships with my bosses wasn't great. My relationships outside of work weren't really that great. And slowly but surely, the deterioration of my life was sort of becoming a reality. And it wasn't until about two and a half years into work in, in that industry, that I had a bit of a, an epiphany moment of essentially I was had worked a couple of nights, like long nights, long days. And I just was like, ah, I can't do this anymore. This is like too much. 
pretty much like handed my notice in. And I just was going to like, I need a break. This isn't for me. I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> this isn't suited to me. And what was really interesting, my boss at the time actually said, we don't want to lose you. Like, we love you. We want, we want to work with you. So we're going to move you to a, a different team. So originally, I was working in the in investments team. I moved over to, over to what was called a fundraising team. And the difference between those two teams is that one of the teams worked very much with clients. So you only really worked typically on the phones and speaking to people during the day. So that freed up a little bit of time for me to put a bit more time into my health and wellness. And the process from that point until joining Peloton was essentially just a, a discovery of what was going to make me happy alongside that job in finance. And then going on a, on a discovery of how can I be as efficient as possible and live a healthy, happy life away from the office as well? So this is the period of my life where I sort of got, I would say, obsessed in a way with biohacking, with ways to have a practice in the morning that's really going to set me up for success for the day. And then also try and build a better life outside the office too. That then led to me doing lots of fitness classes in London. I basically became, you know, very active within lots of different gyms. And then one gym in particular asked me to teach a class. And at the time I was like, I, you know, I can't do this. I've got a full-time job in finance. This is just a bit of a passion. And the manager of this gym was adamant. She was like, please, like, we'd love you to just teach one class. You know, you quite clearly love it. You quite clearly have a passion for it. We think you'd be a great asset, even if you just want to do one class a week. One class turned into three, turned into five. And then suddenly I was doing two careers at the same time. And I was working, do classes before work, get into my suit, rush into my suit, go into the office and try and do a full day in finance. And then after a couple of years of doing that, I was starting to see that, again, that was getting to a bit of an unsustainable level where I wasn't really having enough free time for myself. And I was giving a lot to my job um, in finance, giving a lot to my job in fitness, where I was, you know, it's, it's all about helping others, but you're also using your energy. And some of those practices, again, were slipping. So this is the point in time where I was like, you know what, I need to figure out my next steps. And I started looking into businesses that were health and wellness focused. But the big transition of moving from a well-paid job in finance to fitness seemed overwhelming. It seemed very unusual. Anyone that I spoke to at the time was like, are you sure? Like, that's a bit of a crazy move. Like, that's going to be a big change in your career progression. And it's not as, as certain a role, potentially. But this is when I received a cancer diagnosis. So I was, I was in my mid-20s. I got diagnosed with skin cancer. And so that alongside me already thinking about making the move, once I finished my treatment for skin cancer, fortunately it was caught early, um, but I did have a melanoma skin cancer. So it was a very scary moment in my life and um, traumatic sort of period within my, within my life. It just put everything into perspective. And wow. for me, I was very much like, if I'm going to do this, I want to be doing something that I, you know, I love, that I have a passion for. And within the book, I speak a lot about, about my dad and my relationship with him. And he originally was one of the sort of people who was like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, this is not a good move for you. Like, obviously, you've worked super hard to get to this job in finance. Like, you were going on the traditional ladder of success. And when we sat down post my treatment, it was very much a case of like, I just want, to, I just want you to do something that's going to make you happy. And this was the very moment that Peloton essentially got in touch with me. And so sometimes in life, you know, things do just come to you. But in the background of that, I was already doing the work 
years in advance to get me to that point. So I think the learning lesson that I really learned during this period is you may do a job in five years time, or maybe three years time that may not even exist right now. You know, like when I was mm-hmm. growing up, being a Peloton instructor wasn't even a thing. Even mm-hmm. like, even, even when I joined Peloton, like being a Peloton instructor or being a fitness coach on a global platform wasn't really a thing in the UK. So sometimes like you can be doing the work, working on yourself on goals that you may not even know are your goals. I think me leaning into what makes me feel good and working on passion projects alongside my sort of day-to-day job in finance was where I got to, you know, join a business like Peloton, which has totally changed my life. And so, yeah, with all those pieces, <laughs> yeah. I'm sort of here today. And then five years later, we're on a big global platform, you know, working alongside and helping 7 million members alongside some amazing colleagues and I think part of my book and also part of my journey is about making that jump, but not just making it straight away, understanding that sometimes it's best to do a bit of due diligence, mm-hmm. speak to people within the industry, understand maybe where you're stepping into before mm-hmm. just like taking the leap. Wow. Powerful stuff. I'm one of the 7 million people you're teaching <laughs> and I appreciate it. As I- Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm recording this podcast in between consulting patients online, and I am sipping my favorite protein powder in the world. Guys, if you haven't tried this, what are you waiting for? It's clean, simple eats. You have to try this. It's so creamy and smooth. I've tried so many different protein powders throughout my life, and this is the best one I've ever tried, hands down. There's absolutely no chalkiness with this protein powder, and this protein powder is a powerhouse of nutrition that offers a range of benefits for your body. Unlike many protein powders on the market, this formula maintains all the bioactive compounds just like nature intended. It also contains a digestive enzyme blend to deconstruct the protein into amino acids that the body can absorb. They have 26 delicious, all-natural flavors. My favorite one is the Simply Vanilla. I put it in almond milk and I will do that with Simply Vanilla, add some ice and blend up. Very simple. That's all you need. 
I sometimes will add organic Valencia peanut butter as well. It tastes like a peanut butter milkshake. So good. They have other unique flavors as well, like chocolate peanut butter, if that's your thing, coconut cream, and even snickerdoodle. I love that one as well. One of the best things I love about Clean Simple Eats is their high ingredient standards. Their protein powder contains 20 grams of grass-fed whey protein with no artificial ingredients. It's non-GMO, it's gluten-free, and it's third-party tested. Their testing standards are 10 times higher than FDA requirements. So right now, visit cleansimpleeats.com and use code WILLCOLE at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's 20% off your first order at cleansimpleeats.com. One of the top things that we see at the clinic, hormone issues, right? Hormone issues can cause a whole host of different unwanted symptoms. It can be debilitating in your quality of life, fatigue, trouble losing weight, hair loss, skin issues, but also low sex drive, low libido. And people normalize this. They should not normalize. Just because something's common doesn't make it normal. I want to support our sexual wellness from the inside out with labs and what we do clinically, but also from the outside in. So something that we recommend to patients to support sexual wellness from the outside in is Foria. They create award-winning products to support intimate experiences across every stage of your life, from menstruation to menopause. Foria's sex and intimacy collection features life-changing plant-based formulas designed to enhance pleasure and open the door for better, healthier sex. Foria's products are made with liquid coconut oil for long-lasting moisture and 400 milligrams of CBD for enhanced relaxation in your body. Foria fans love their sex oil because it's clean, silky, but never sticky and safe for sensitive skin and sensitive parts. If you want to try all of their intimacy, sexual wellness bestsellers, you need to try what they call the Quickie Kit. It's a great name, right? Their bundle contains deluxe travel sizes of their three best-selling formulas, the Awaken Arousal Oil, the Sex Oil, and two Intimacy Melts for Enhanced Pleasure. Honestly, what I would recommend is going to Foria's website because you can read so many raving reviews. They have a, a very loyal customer base because these products actually work. And I could honestly, I could read all these glowing reviews from Foria's website all day, but you really just have to try their formulas for yourself to understand. And I highly, highly recommend that you do. The good news is that Foria is offering a special deal for the Art of Being Well listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash Will Cole or use code Will Cole at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash Will Cole for 20% off your first order. I recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil and their Sex Oil. Write both of those down. They'll thank me later. As you're talking about the story, I'm seeing this intuition. You know, there's something in discord. You knew your health was taking a backseat. You're feeling that burnout, that stress, anxiety. And then this aha moment of the skin cancer diagnosis. Do you feel like that earlier... I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, and, and like you said, a lot of this is synchronicity and the right place, right time, divine timing, if you will. Do you feel like that initial tugging on, I, I, I can't do this anymore, and they moved your department, do you think that was you knowing somehow that you needed to do something different and then the check engine light was the skin cancer? How do you see that in hindsight? Yeah, I think I think there's quite a few different elements to it. I 100% was slowly but surely making the steps to move into 
a world that meant, you know, that I was feeding that passion. But at the same time, the fear of the unknown was the main thing that was holding me back. You know, like when you're stepping outside your comfort zone, you don't necessarily have the answers. Even when you ask people, they can't really give you the reality of your situation. They might be able to give you advice. I think slowly but surely I was getting nudged by experiences that I was going through. You know, I was becoming a better fitness instructor. I was doing more research on my on my personal health journey. So I knew that it was a passion of mine. I knew it was something that I'd, I wanted to share with others. So I think, yeah, a couple of the stages definitely sort of moved me to make the decision. But at the same time, a business like Peloton, it's too good an opportunity to miss out on. Now, I really, mm-hmm. I really, really, truly believe believed that at the time, even though it wasn't really the business it is today. Mm-hmm. In a way, like you, what you talk about in this book and what you're teaching us right now is the f- career in finance it was incubating you for skills you can even use today. And you really take those skills that you learned and teach us in the book, which is, I think is a beautiful way of looking at it. I think some people can look at their seasons as of stress as like all bad. And instead of looking at the good from that and preparing you for, for the next season of your life, even in, in the subtitle of the book, you said how to push beyond your limits and build a stronger future you. So I think it's good for everybody to hear this, that whatever season you're at, there's going to be beautiful silver linings that are going to, you can use for the good of your future. Isn't that what you're trying to teach us in the book? Yeah. I think every experience within our lives is a learning opportunity. You know, like I think it's, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's an overused term, but the concept of like a fix and a growth mindset is something I mm-hmm. lean on a lot. You know, if I look to my actual CV, like there's probably about 30 jobs on there. <laughs> and every small role that I did along the way is strangely served me well for the role I'm in today. And at the time, mm-hmm. I might have either not enjoyed it or I might have thought, why am I doing this? Or, you know, so I began my working career, um, working in events. And at the time it was just like, right, this is great money. It's like, it's easy. I, I feel natural doing it, but in a really strange way that prepared me for what I do today, because part of being a Peloton instructor is customer service and making sure people feel you know looked after and putting members first. And so all those building blocks in our life can give us the skills and the knowledge and the practices that can serve you later in life. So yeah, you know, the mixture between fixed and growth mindset is essentially someone that is using each and every experience, either good or bad, for positive change or positive progress within your life. Mm-hmm. Got it. And so in 2018, let's go there, Peloton reaches out to you. Give people a little bit of a context. I'll let you go into a deep dive here. But you are the first UK-based Peloton instructor. I mean, that's massive. And UK, the apparatus in the UK for Peloton really wasn't there. I mean, you were there in the building process. You were part of that building process. What was that like? I mean, Peloton's massive, but it really was a lot of building in 2018 on the UK part of things, right? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I've got to say, um, before we go into that, that Leanne, my fiance, who's also a Peloton instructor, joined Peloton at the same time, but it's amusing because I technically signed my contract first. So whenever people refer to me as the first instructor, she gets quite upset by that. But we joined together. So me and Leanne were uh, joint first two instructors. However, yeah, I think 
it was really interesting for me because one of the interesting reasons why I wanted to join Peloton was because it was like joining a startup. You know, they had been going for around five years in the US and the business was, was it a good place, but it wasn't where it is today. But when I joined the uh, UK content team, I think there was about eight or 10 people total working within within that team. And it was very, very like, stretched. We were really, really nimble. We're very much involved in pretty much every every decision and such an exciting space to be. I'd spent, you know, years in finance working at a different place with helping these businesses. But I was more in like um, investing in funds or investing in sort of like um, other people doing a lot of the nitty gritty work within businesses. But it was so exciting for me to be like at the beginning of something and joining a business that had so much potential growth and that was helping so many people and had amazing mission statements. And I felt the energy really, really strong within a business at the very beginning. And that's still mm-hmm. still there today, but it's it's just a different different world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so exciting to be joining like a startup, but then had a, you know, a, a brother or sister sort of business in America that was thriving. But yeah. It's amazing. And I know some people, when it starts as a passion, like fitness, wellness is a passion of yours. I see this sometimes with, with patients, but when their passion becomes a job, it can happen. It doesn't happen for everybody, but it can happen where it becomes arduous and a source of burnout and something that brought them joy now is a source of stress because it's quote unquote a job. Do you ever find that to be an issue? Do, how do you check yourself to still maintain that passion? I think it's a really important point. I think for me, I've had to change my expectation for some of my personal fitness goals. So strangely, when I used to work in finance, I was like militant with my training goals because I was so limited with my time and I spent most of my day in the office. The times to work out were very like, okay, so between these hours, I'm going to be doing this workout. And my whole day was very, very structured and very ordered. My life now is a bit more all over the place. Um, so every day is a bit different. You know, we're working on different projects or different inside peloton work and also outside. So I have to be a bit more flexible. And so I have to be a little bit more forgiving on myself at times, but also be accountable to make sure I'm getting a workout in during the day at some point. But on the point that you made, I think it's really important to 100% address that. And, you know, like I move my body for a living. So then I can't expect to like move my body for the rest of the day. And it's, you know, a blessing and also a challenge because sometimes the training that I'm doing coaching classes isn't necessarily the training that would be best for me if I was, uh, had a specific goal, for example. So yeah, it's all about understanding that and understanding that, okay, so today I'm going to be doing three classes on the bike. Potentially I'm not going to be doing any more cardio today because I've done my cardio, but can I add some strength training to supplement that? Can I be make, make sure I'm doing stretching? But on top of that, I think it's really important to say that wellness, fitness is not just about movement. You know, there's so much beauty in the mental well-being side of, of wellness and fitness and, you know, the rest element of fitness and health. So I think I've lent a bit more into that space and become, I believe, hopefully a little bit more stronger in those areas because I have to you know, my body's in, in an essence, a commodity now, which mm-hmm. I've strangely worked through um, with a therapist recently. And he was like, you have to understand that your body's a commodity. And that's a challenge sometimes because 
if I want to throw myself out of a plane or if I want to go skiing or whereas that used to be just like, ah, let's do it, let's go. I sometimes now have a second thought about that. But at the same time, you only live once. So it's balancing those two things. But I think, yeah, there's definitely a lot to be said that if you, before making the leap, having the conversations with those that are involved in that industry and understanding what the day-to-day could look like, how their, how their lifestyle pans out is such an important piece of that puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talked earlier this year, I think it was, with some of the doctors in the, that oversee some of the um, instructors in the US, some, some of the Peloton instructors in the US. And the way that they described it to me was like, they are elite athletes. Like they are working out all the time. And that's like you're saying, your body's a commodity in that way. And you have to be thinking like that. How do you, you mentioned rest and these other things of wellness that even if you're not an elite, elite athlete, we all need to find rest. You teach a very practical tips in the book of how to find these spaces and not, I think, delegitimize the importance of rest and recuperation, recovery. Uh, any tips there? I mean, what do you do for yourself? I'd be curious to, to know that. Like, what do you, how do you carve out those times of stillness? Yeah. So I like to talk about it in the book and what I typically think about in my life is that we have a toolkit of different things to tap into when we need it, right? I think it's unrealistic and unsustainable to think, all right, so I'm going to get up and do my ice bath and do this, do that, and like eat perfect food, work out 60 minutes a day. Like it's, mm-hmm. in my eyes, unrealistic, particularly if you you know have kids, if you have busy lives, there's a lot going on in all of our lives. But I think the beauty of, taking time to understand your body, understand what works for you, having a mixture between like fun size and also just like performance-based training is a key thing within the movement aspect of things. I think nutrition, I know you talk about, you know, gut healthy foods, foods that love you back massively. That's a huge key part of wellness for me. I think, you know, we can go into a little bit more, but my partner Leanne was diagnosed with breast cancer last year and we've gone on this real journey of making sure that we're eating huge anti-inflammatory foods, really focusing on nutrition as a pillar of, of health. And it's been transformation for us. And then the two other pillars I discuss in the book are rest and mental well-being. So in terms of rest, like for me, good sleep hygiene is at the top of the priority list. Ironically, like during my life in finance, I had this mentality of, you know, I'll sleep when when I finish my work and when I, when I finish, but now sleep is so, so vital for my efficiency, my mood, my workout sort of like abilities. And I know that if I don't get consistent sleep, that it's going to, it may not affect me like the next morning, but it, it will slowly but surely affect me throughout the week. So I think a big part of that is some people will track it using like tracking devices, but others, it will just be like a more of a sensing. So understanding and tracking, okay, did I, did I get eight hours sleep last night? Was it quality sleep? <laughs> you know, not going into too much detail, but I use a tracking device that sort of tells me my REM sleep, tells me my deep sleep. And I think interestingly, some days you can have, you know, eight hours sleep, but you may not actually get that much restorative mm-hmm. sleep because the quality of your sleep is not actually that great. The key in all of this is, is awareness. You know, a big part of self-development for me is, is that part of self-awareness. I think the first step to building a stronger future you is having an awareness of where you're at today, the tools that you have available to you, and then tapping into those tools as and when you need. And I think a big factor and a big sort of key pillar within wellness as well is the mental well-being 
aspect of things. It's something that's really, through various periods of my life, like affected me really, really deeply, you know, like going through my own struggles with um, sort of cancer, my partner being diagnosed with cancer, lots of like, you know, grief, lots of different things going on, on, on in my life as, you know, as many people do, do go through. And through a lot of those periods of time, like I've learned ways to manage those stresses, manage those moments of challenges with mental health. And I think that if we can have, again, those tools to tap into as and when we need, it's the, you know, the catalyst to being ready for whatever life throws you away. Um, mm. So I think those four pillars for me are what I use as my toolkit. And there's various different things within each section that I do break down in the book that I utilize at different stages during my life. I love it. And I'm going to ask you, we'll get to it. I want to know your wellness routine. I want to know Ben all this is wellness routine, all the things, some of the stuff I know you do, but I, I... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I'm, I'm excited to learn more. For all of my telehealth patients that listen to the podcast, you know... EWC is a super fan of this electrolyte supplement. And I hear them all collectively answering <laughs> this proverbial question. It's element. Spell L-M-N-T. But don't say L-M-N-T. It's pronounced element, guys. Come on. Element is something that we integrate into patient protocols all the time. Because look, if your electrolytes are imbalanced, you're going to feel like crap. It's linked to so many different things. Migraines, muscle cramps fatigue, trouble falling asleep, staying asleep, so many different things. And it's easily fixed when you optimize electrolytes. And this science-backed electrolyte ratio has 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. But there's no junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, like nothing except this really effective science-backed ratio of electrolytes. So it's important for the conduction of nerve impulses, hormone regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance in the body. Again, it can do amazing things to eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, all these common symptoms of electrolyte deficiencies. 
So right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. You get all eight single serving packets completely free with any Element order. You can try all the flavors. This is a great way to try all the flavors and find out which one's your favorite. Let me know. Or you can share it with a salty friend, you know, if you have one. I have a few. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash willcole. This deal is only available through this link, my friends. You have to go to drinklmnt.com slash willcole. You got it? Drinkelement.com slash willcole. Have you heard about MD Lifespan, man? You know, I'm a super fan when it comes to data and tracking biomarkers over time. It's what I do for a living for patients. And a resource that I've been loving is MD Lifespan. Because there are three tests that can extend your life that your primary care doctor does not know about or cannot order because they are not covered by insurance. Listen up, everybody. These tests are a coronary artery calcium CT scan of the heart, a liquid biopsy cancer test, and a total toxin test. Those three I recommend. Empty Lifespan is this longevity clinic that does not take insurance. And because of this, they can order all of those tests for you, plus recommend next steps based on your results. MD Lifespan has helped thousands of clients discover and address health issues that resulted in them living longer and healthier lives. Again, that's the coronary artery calcium CT scan of the heart, a liquid biopsy cancer test, and a total toxin test. It doesn't matter where you live, MD Lifespan can help you get your tests ordered and review the results with you in a virtual appointment. Visit mdlifespan.com and hit the sign up now button right now to get started. That's mdlifespan.com, mdlifespan.com, and hit the sign up now button to get started. Two things, the sleep, people are going to be wondering, do you do the aura ring, the whoop band? Like, what do you, no affiliation, we know that, but what's, what's your go-to tool Yeah, right now? so no affiliation, but I, I, I use the aura ring. I find that the sleep tracker on the aura ring is fantastic. Um, interestingly with the aura ring, I don't know if you use one yourself, but I don't use it as much for like day-to-day stuff because I lift a lot of weights. So I sometimes find having a ring on is a little bit challenging, but I think for me, from a sleep perspective, having mm-hmm. a tracker or something to sort of give me awareness of my sleep, it has really helped me hugely because yeah. it just gives, gives me an ability to be aware of the energy levels that I'm probably going to be bringing to that day. And obviously, if, if you know that you slept badly last night, at least you can have context to that. Yeah. And I think I, I have an aura ring too and no nice. affiliation, but I, I don't wear it all the time now. I think I wore it for a time. I could see it being difficult as a trainer wearing it with lifting weights all the time. I would take mine off probably, but I use it to check in with my body. And I, I and I, I think it's good to check in if someone's going through a stressful time in their life and going back, or if they don't have the energy they want, or if they're not getting the gains that they want, their wellness goals, whatever they are. For me, I, I loved it because it was a mindfulness experience for me to like get know the data, but then drop it and let it go. And just like you say, check in with your body, be intuitive. I have some patients that love it. And then some patients, it becomes like a source of stress and obsession, right? Because yeah, yeah. then they stress about not sleeping because they know their score is going to be impacted. 100%. So it's it's interesting with these biohacking I think, devices. I think the way I approach these biohacking devices is it is, is a tool, again, to use for a period of time. It's very similar to, I, I used to, you know, do one-on-one um, sort of personal training and 
uh, nutrition help. And I always used to get people to just track their diet for two weeks because I think that doing it like constantly always is puts a lot of pressure on, on the individual. But if you just do it for two weeks, it gives you that awareness tool to be like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, so that's what where I'm at. And then again, maybe in like another six months, it's like check-ins. So the, the reason why I call um, these pillars in my book, Auditing Your Wellbeing, is because I believe that every three months or every period of time, we should be checking in with our bodies. And mm-hmm. part of that is just being like, okay, so where I'm at today, and then maybe three months later, you can check in again. Because if, if we can constantly have these awareness opportunities, it's much easier to make small adjustments then, mm-hmm. you know, do what I did in my finance world and just slowly but surely <laughs> went into burnout. Whereas if I was tracking myself a bit more and having much more awareness, I would have been able to yeah. readjust and hopefully be a much more level um, sort of energy and health and wellness sort of journey. I love it. I mean, it's so good to check in. Life can change. Your body's changing. Things are constantly evolving. A lot of internal and external variables. So I love the advice you have for us to check ourselves, reevaluate ourselves. What's working for us? What's not? To raise the bar that you're teaching us to do. You mentioned Leanne's journey and the trauma that you went to with your own cancer journey. I'm sure that brought up a lot of trauma for yourself of, wow, okay, someone that I love is now going through this. You talk about it in the book, but I'd love to hear what that was like firsthand. And it was a catalyst, I'm sure, for both of you in, in how you saw and did life. Yeah, I think it's, it's a really interesting journey. I think particularly with cancer journeys, like no one has the same experience. So I think what was really interesting for me is that my diagnosis to treatment was, was relatively short. The treatment for melanoma cancer is essentially that they, you know, do the biopsy, then cut around the area. And I was very fortunate that it hadn't spread to my my lymph nodes. So I only had three operations. And then apart from just recovery from those operations, it was, you know, in a way, I was cancer free for that time. We still, I still go through lots of checks and there's still a lot of anxiety around, is it going to come back? And how am I looking after myself um, to make sure that I'm not exposing myself to to the to those dangers. I think that for me was a really interesting period of my life because Peloton came <laughs> to me as soon as I finished my treatment. Like I think I actually did my first audition on the day that I'd been given the okay. So I still had wow. like a big scar on my back, but I didn't tell Peloton at all because I just I worried that they would like, you know, not hire me because I was mm-hmm. going through treatment. Um and so it was in a way, I didn't really like process it, I would say. I I almost just like moved on to the next thing and didn't really tell that many of my friends and went through it with my family. But I sort of was like, okay, that's done now. Let's focus on the next thing. So when it got to Leanne being like, diagnosed, it was obviously a hugely traumatic experience. And a couple of months before, her best friend actually passed away at, at her wedding, which is, again, a really traumatic experience and something that us and our friendship group felt hugely heavily and you know brought up a lot of challenges with our mental health and and struggles um i think with the with leanne's diagnosis for me it almost like brought up all those emotions again but on a positive note i felt prepared to help her to guide her because i knew the terminology a bit better i was able to speak to the doctors and process some of the information a bit quicker and do my research to try and help her. And so I think like the lessons that I learned from the experience was, you know, again, the experience that I went through with my own journey allowed me to support the person I love. 
and mm-hmm. I suddenly felt like not so powerless against a you know a disease that is so cruel and you have no idea what's going to happen at the time you fear the worst you worry that you're going to lose the person your whole life is is centered around but that gave me a bit of power and a little bit of control back which which gave me hope and we we worked as a as a small team of like me her mom and like obviously her consultants and i felt like we were really like tackling it head on and focusing on on her nutrition her health and that gave us that little bit of control back which was the best approach that we felt we could take at the time mm-hmm. and you did it all privately right i mean peloton nation social media all of stuff didn't really know at all i mean i'm sure that was difficult in a way as well. Maybe it's not, but I think to keep things private when so many people are looking at you, what what was that like? Yeah, I think it was interesting um, decision that we we decided, well, Leanne decided she wanted to keep it private because I think at the time she wanted to carry on life as much as normal, but with, you know, with chemotherapy and going through cancer treatment, there's a lot of stress on your body. She was, you know, losing her hair all across her body. So her eyebrows, her eyelashes, her hair. And slowly but surely it was getting to the point where it was like, I'm not sure how much longer you're going to be able to like physically keep this as a secret as such or like keep it private. However, we made a sort of team decision that she wanted to live life as if, you know, carry on doing her passes, carry on helping people, carry on being the Leanne that everyone loves so much. And I think it wasn't until we knew the next steps of where we were going and we got more positive news that we, she could move on to radiotherapy that she felt comfortable to then obviously open up about it and, and explain what she was going through. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a very unique and personal decision. Mm-hmm. I think that was that was the right decision for us at the time and definitely for her. But yeah, it's it's a real challenging thing to go through. So my heart goes out to anyone. Yeah, for sure. And and you mentioned going through the traditional route, but then this complementary side, they're bringing in nutrition and supportive tools. And you talk about it in the book, you talk about anti-inflammatory lifestyle, um, you talk about gut health foods. You talk about that, what that journey for both of you, what that's looked like in adopting these tools within your toolbox. Yeah, I think it's um, it's been transformational. Like, you know, even as, as health and wellness coaches, we've always been into our nutrition and health and I think when you put the microscope on on your life and really go okay so if I'm going to try and maximize my health to the, to the best of my ability to make sure that you know you kick this cancer and we live the happiest and healthiest lives we can together you soon start to realize some of the practices that you actually are doing and not as healthy as you think so nutrition is you know it's a complex world and it's unique to every individual but we took a real deep dive into anti-inflammatory foods, how Leanne could be supporting her body through chemotherapy. So obviously chemotherapy is very intense and messes with your gut microbiome and you know messes with your gut health overall. And so we were like, how can we get your immune system firing up to the best of its ability every single week so you can process the chemotherapy and it can do its job, but also we can support you on your recovery so you know we 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 totally cut out alcohol we you know we have we don't drink alcohol anymore which you know it's not for everyone but we found it's been a huge both mental and physical benefit to our, our well-being 
we focus massively on central nervous system sort of, of like relaxation through different devices and just making sure that we were sleeping to the best of our ability. We focused on making sure she was still moving her body, but not moving too much. There was so much, but I think it again pushed us to learn more. It pushed us to really focus on the, and on the things that really, really matter. And I think within the health and wellness space, sometimes like we get caught up in, I don't want to say fatty things, but things that like are not the foundational basics, if that makes sense. So, you know, like some of the supplements that people take, it's like, you may be taking that supplement, but are you doing the basics, right? Like, are you moving your body? Are you sleeping well? Are you focusing on mental health? Are you resting your body successfully? Are you eating foods that love you back? And so we we went back down to basics. And I think that's, personally, we believe that's why she's recovered so well. You know, she's still in treatment, but she feels almost back to herself. Um, and she's, in my eyes, evolved into an even more incredible woman than she was before. And I think that's credit to her. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. I'm so happy for both of you. And I mean, I guess people are going to be wondering, like you mentioned her doing really well, like what, where is she at now? Where, what's in her, in her cancer journey? Yeah. So she's gone through chemotherapy, radiotherapy. She's having various different injections and also taking, taking some sort of drugs that are in a way like maintenance drugs. So she's still in treatment. But she's, you know, been given the all clear for the cancer that was in her body at the time. And so I think what's really interesting with breast cancer and cancer in general is that a lot of people think, okay, so once you've done your main treatment, it's sort of done. Mm. But I think a really important factor of it is that it's never really done because you obviously have ongoing treatment, but then you're going back for your checks every, every few months, maybe six months, three months, whenever it is. And even for someone like me, so I'm five years in remission. And I'm still going back for checks and still get those mm -hmm. same worries and anxieties um, when I go back. But, you know, on the flip side of that, I have a huge amount of like pride and joy when I come out of getting checked and they're like, yeah, well, everything's all good. You're doing well. You've checked up. You can now, you know, go on with your, we'll see you next time sort of thing. So she's still going through her treatment. There's still a journey to go, but I think, because of all the steps that we've taken, she's taken, she's in a much better place than if she hadn't, hadn't done those things. So, Yeah, thanks for clarifying that. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Oh boy, you know I'm one of my favorite things I have every day when I'm at the telehealth center in between consults. I'm having one scoop and a cup of water, AG1. Without fail, it's a game changer. I use it myself. I've turned everybody at the telehealth center on it as well. And we recommend it to patients too. AG1 is a simple, effective way 
to support foundational nutrition. That's the key term here. Because when I'm looking at labs, I see nutrient deficiencies all the time, which you need for healthy energy levels, brain function, hormone function, digestion, inflammation levels, immune system function, all the things. And AG1 fills in the gaps for the most common nutrient deficiencies. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition. It's the foundation. It's what we all need. Continuously refining this formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Think of it like this. This is how I break it down. I think of AG1 like a multivitamin, a multimineral, a probiotic blend, an adaptogenic blend, a functional mushroom blend. I think I got it all. All of that in one scoop every single day. You can put it in water. Like I said, when I'm traveling, I'll take the AG1 travel packs or you can mix it in a smoothie if that's your thing. I've noticed such a difference in my digestion and my gut health and my skin health and energy levels. I don't get the afternoon slump of energy when I'm consistent with my AG1. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why they've been a partner since day one of the art of being well, because I'm a super fan. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one year supply. You get a whole year supply of vitamin D3, K2, which we all need. And also five free of those AG1 travel packs that I talked about with your first purchase. So go to drinkag1.com slash Will Cole. That's D-R-I-N-K-A-G and then the number one.com slash Will Cole. Drinkag1.com slash Will Cole. Check it out. Did you know that Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take about 20,000 breaths a day? The indoor air that we breathe is shockingly two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, and in some cases, up to 100 times more polluted, according to the EPA. Honestly, I see it exponentially higher in most people. And did you know that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths around the world? So what's the solution? Introducing something that we recommend to all of our telehealth patients. It's an air purifier that captured the attention of established media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and so much more, it's Air Doctor. All of my telehealth patients know that I love Air Doctor. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants down to 0.003 microns, so your lungs don't have to. This includes airborne pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, which we see so much clinically, and even bacteria and viruses that make you sick. It even was proven to capture 99.97, almost 100% of the live COVID virus from the air. Additionally, Air Doctor air purifiers feature the Whisper Jet fans, making them 30% quieter than most air purifiers on the market. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code WILLCOLE, you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers right now. Exclusive to podcast customers only, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. You have to lock this special up right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code WILLCOLE at checkout for that special deal. I'd love to get a day in the life 
Ben Olis's wellness routine. You showed me your home gym, which you beautifully converted, what was it, a garage, a shed into this, like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, next time I'm in London, I'm coming over. You gotta like, come, man. All right, tell me, like, you do the cold plunge, you have a sauna, we both have a sunlight and sauna, shout out yes. to sunlight. Yeah, so what's a day in the life? You wake up, what time? Are you an early riser? Take me through a day. Uh, I think it depends on my schedule. So like, I used to be an early riser when I used to work in finance because the workout time was like crack and dawn and then you like go to the office. I think now because my schedule is like, some days I'm in the morning, some days I work super late at night. We work for an American business, so I can be on emails till quite late sometimes. So for me, it changes day to day, but typically if I can, I'd love, I'd love to try and get outside in sunlight as quickly as possible. Me and Leanne are very fortunate to have a little cocker spaniel. So she in a way forces us to, to be outside, which is the beauty of having dogs. So yeah, I think that's, that's a goal. Even if it's not right early in the morning, I try and get out at some point outside in fresh air, in the sunlight. In terms of wellness practices, yeah, you mentioned we have cold plunge, we have a sauna. And I think for me, I'm, st I'm still getting used to the cold plunge, I must be honest. Like, I love it. I think like that's the feeling that you feel when you get out of cold plunge is just like incredible, but it's tough. Like, I don't know if you find the same thing. Sauna, me and Leanna both obsessed with. We're using it like all the time. We love, we love doing it in the evenings or bed, but I found that lots of people like in the morning. So, you know, the, it, we both have infrared saunas, which I believe is, is, is the best kind of sauna. It's, I like, also like the way that it's not too hot. So you, you can go in it before bed and you're not like sweating for the next like <laughs> hour and a half. But yeah, so apart from those things, you know, movement to me is so important. Like I'm very lucky that I get to move my body for a, a job. But I think a good mixture of strength, cardio and stretching is, is key. You know, my goal is to be the fittest and healthiest like 100 year old person that's able to run around with his grandkids. And a big part of that is mobility and flexibility. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us sit at a desk too much or watch too much tv and, and whatnot so i think making sure you're prioritizing the stretching mobility flexibility on top of your cardio stuff is is, is key mm -hmm. and then nutrition like, i'm obsessed <laughs> i'm obsessed with like food and i think weirdly when when we stop drinking like our palates totally changed so we've become i think we're tasting food so so much different the flavors that you you, you put in foods the combinations of different cultures and different flavors just it, i just find it so exciting i love it okay a lot of thoughts come through the out no alcohol thing i don't drink either i work through this with telehealth patients a lot it's a personal decision i i <laughs> but i always correlate it to labs and their goals and like all right it's i'm not saying everybody has to be dry puritanical teetotalers but I, you know, you made that decision. I mean, was it difficult for your friend group? Was it difficult for you to give up? What was it like? I think interestingly, because, you know, Leanne, Leanne made the decision for health reasons and I made the decision for health reasons too. I think the challenge you have, maybe other people find the same thing when they, you know, stop drinking is that it's not really like you that has the issue. It's like other people's opinion of it. But I think the thing that really helped us is that we sort of spoke between each other and, and decided on what we were going to say in those moments. So instead of saying, I'm not drinking today, or I'm not drinking tonight. We just said like, we don't drink like, and that really helped 
distance and it creates a bit of a stronger barrier. The reality of it is, is that you don't really owe anything to anyone and your health decisions are totally down to you. It doesn't, for me, change how I am on on an evening. You know, like I think some people, it's like a mask. They like it because it gives them that confidence or it gives them that release. And, you know, that's amazing. I think, you know, if that's if that's for someone, then fantastic. But for me, when I started to see the detrimental impacts it was having on my sleep and my my efficiency in my, my brain, that's sort of my why. So I think it's important to, if you are thinking about it, balance what are the priorities in 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 your life and is, you know, one an, an evening having drinks with your friends and having a load of fun worth the hangover worth like the days afterwards the week afterwards of like brain fog and other other impacts that alcohol can have but like you say like it's a personal decision for everyone i would never tell anyone to do anything that they don't want to do but personally i've seen huge benefits in in my Mm. brain my recovery my (laughs) so yeah well i think once you do it you're like i don't why why was i doing that before so Right. It's uh, it's so true. I mean, the research, <laughs> the research is clear. I mean, it's, there's no like healthy amount, like the healthiest amount of alcohol is none. Pragmatically, I do like for patient, patients who choose to drink, like I want to give them the better for you option. And we talk about it in the podcast. They can go back and listen to past episodes yeah. for my take on this. But, you know, alcohol is like really the only drug where people ask you why you're not taking it. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> so this true. Is, it says more about our culture than I think than us. Like you said, it's 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 more about that outward, like the fact that we've normalized this for for so long. It's a little bit interesting, like sometimes because I used to have resistance about health and wellness in working in finance. Like when I used used to sometimes not go to like a drinking event and would actually like go and go to the gym or do something that was like benefiting my wellness. Sometimes I get like negative energy towards that and. I found it fascinating at the time because I was like, this is so interesting that you are getting angry at me <laughs> for basically looking after myself and, and putting the work yeah. into myself. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a, a tough thing to go through because in society, it's such a big part of what we do and some, some people's lifestyles. But, you know, from our perspective, like my whole life has changed for the better since I stopped. So Yeah. You mentioned the cold plans and not being like, it's look, it's it's difficult to jump. People do the cold showers. My brother-in-law does a cold shower every day. And he it was like his badge of honor. Like he does a cold shower. He only takes cold showers. He couldn't last five seconds in my cold shower. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're a pro. Why are you being such a baby? That. But it's a whole different level, the cold it's shower. It's a whole different I don't know what it, I I mean, I've done my research before we before we, you know, took the what the plunge like i did my research it's incredible incredible research around how beneficial it can be be for you and i was the same i was like love cold showers like and then the first plunge you do you're like oh my god this is <laughs> but slowly but surely you, you do you do get better because it's i think you learn the breathwork techniques you learn that maybe like going straight to ice is maybe not the best approach and <laughs> you start a little bit higher and like take it down but yeah, it's it's definitely something I'm doing my best to improve on. I love it. Where are you up to right now? Like, what's your time, temperature? Are you tracking it yet? Yeah, we're, we're still sitting around like uh, between eight and six. We tried like ice and then it was, I think 
there's there, I still get the same amount of like buzz and energy from doing like mm. six or eight degrees. I don't know if that's different for you guys because you're Fahrenheit, but I think that's Celsius for us. But yeah, I mean, the ice is ice is like thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you know, yeah. it's like intense. But yeah, like a couple of minutes at like six or eight degrees Celsius is um is solid. And it just has that yeah. like buzz for like 20 minutes to an hour afterwards. It's incredible. Yeah, I agree. I don't think colder isn't always better. I think that the consistency is key here. And I would rather someone go a little bit higher with temperature, meet their body where it's at and be consistent with that versus like punishing themselves with some sort of, you know, masochistic medieval <laughs> torture yeah. chamber. It's like, that's not the point of this, right? It's a, a little bit like fitness overall, you know, like I think back in the day, there was this whole focus around sweat. If you don't come out of a workout and you sweated lows and you didn't get a good workout. But I think it's similar to that approach, right? I'd rather you do something that's like beneficial for the workout and goal that you're looking to achieve versus just like the maximum possible intensity that you can get every single day. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. You mentioned nutrition throughout this conversation being such, you know, part of your life. It's so individual. That's the caveat here. We're not being prescriptive here, but like, what's a typical breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you? Yeah. So I think for me in the mornings, like I'm big on hydration. So try and get like electrolyte salt, salt waters into my body pretty quickly. Focus typically on like high fiber, high protein in the morning. So either for me, like eggs and, you know, some greens and, and whatnot in the morning or like yogurt, like I love like kefir and different yogurts with berries and fruits and, and, and whatnot. So that's typically how my morning starts. Like me and Leanne also love like pancakes. So sometimes we're, you know, it's not always perfect or it's not always, you can mix things up, you know, like we love, we love sweet things, but it's always integrated into our diets as opposed to just like all day, every day. I, with my, you know, I wouldn't say newfound passion for, for food, but like we love healthy fish we love lean meats like and also um you know fatty meats as well but like typically i try and focus on like lean meats and high quality um fish that's sourced from good quality um farms and whatnot and then just high fiber foods with like good gut healthy properties you know like lots of fruit and veg lots of different types of fruit and veg seeds nuts i think the big thing that we really realized during this last year is you can be healthy, but then actually having the diversity of food is actually sometimes more beneficial. And so adding sometimes rather than subtracting is, is a lot, a lot more positive for your overall well-being. So that's a big mm-hmm. thing that we took away from the last year. Yeah. I I was in, you know this, I was in the UK not too long ago. And, you know, food quality for all my UK patients, like you have better access to better quality things. I mean, we talked about hybridization, genetic modification, like there's more wiggle room, generally speaking, for my UK and European patients because of what we do to food here in the States. And I think the regulation of certain ingredients and soil, like what they're spraying on foods and soil quality, all that stuff. But I will say this, that whole foods in the UK is just not the same as whole foods in the US. Have you seen both? <laughs> <laughs> it's about a quarter of the size. Like, there's a there's a Whole Foods next to Peloton Studio in, in Manhattan. And it's like me and Leanne always get lost in there for like hours because it's so it's so big and there's so many different aisles and everything like even your fruit and like veg is like twice the size of like fruit and veg here in the UK. 
I always get lost in those places. But you you guys have like 20 different options of the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's true. You know, More is it. always better here. Yeah. It's great. And I feel like the Whole Foods in London is like a sampling yeah. of <laughs> what we have. And they're yeah. completely different brands. It was. It's it a took a like, while for me. It's a bit like your cars versus our cars. Like a, a yes, lot of my exactly. American friends always laugh at the size of our cars here. They're like, your cars are tiny. <laughs> yeah. It's true. But some of those backcountry roads in the UK and Ireland, you need small cars. I couldn't yeah. drive an American car pummeling down like a small Irish road. It wouldn't work. I'm glad you appreciate now, you know, now you've taken taken the visit and seen seen that for yourself. Yeah, for sure. I always want to pick your brain about this. As you're my teacher for working out, I always am debating and I hear differing things in the world. Is it better to do full body workout or is it better to be focused on upper body, lower body, your arms and shoulders. Like, I want you to tell me what to do. I, to, I know this is individual, but I want you to no, teach, sure. tell me what to do right now I and I'll do it. If you were, you know, if you were my one-on-one -on -one client, what I'd do with you is I'd say, all right, so what are your goals? Like, if you're looking, if you're short for time and you only have 30 minutes, three times a week to work out, maybe a full body workout is, is, is going to be solid for you because that's going to get you a good mixture of different things within the workout. And hopefully, you know, I know you're a Peloton user within a full body workout, you're going to get different body parts worked within that workout. If you're looking to build muscle as your main goal, like I believe split training really is one of the most effective ways. So that's like focusing on muscle groups across the week and you know, because if you're if you're getting that overload in that workout, you're putting that stress on that, that, those muscles, and then obviously with your nutrition and your and your rest and recovery, you can then rebuild those muscles. So both will work. You know, like both will work. But I think good combination of if you're strength focused, I think focusing on individual muscle groups can be sometimes the you know the more preferred way. However, you're still going to get great results doing full body. So I think. Mm -hmm. I know that's not giving you the specific answer. If you're looking just to improve your overall well-being and keep fit, a full body workout is, is amazing mm -hmm. because it's it's just mm -hmm. it's gonna give you a full body strength workout and also it's probably likely to get your heart rate going as well. Okay. I think my main approach to just like your everyday athlete, and I'm, I know you're a professional athlete, but an everyday athlete. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not at all. But that's very <laughs> kind of you. I'm definitely be, not. If you sometimes just taking it back to basics, so are you getting or what is your end goal? Like and my end goal typically now is focused around longevity and making sure that I can be active with my, you know, kids, grandkids, whatever happens in my life. But like, that's my, that's my goal at some point. And to get there, I need to make sure I'm cardiovascularly, you know, strong. I need to make sure I, I maintain decent muscle mass to make sure that I can physically move my body around and keep active. And also I need to try and maintain mobility and flexibility. Mm -hmm. So if you're just focusing on, let's say, like a consistent workout schedule, I would say try and get a combination of all those things in. And if you're doing that consistently, you're going to be getting good results. But if you have a more focused goal in mind, then, you know, focusing on certain parts of that is going to be more important. Does that make sense? Got it. Yeah, it makes complete sense. And that's, I'm glad. I'm, that's kind of where I'm landing on. I'm looking at my goals and I'm mixing it up. I'm doing your cross training and I'm mixing that up with some full body as just like integrating everything. One thing that I don't do, and I'm a bad student here, and I'm holding myself accountable right now in front of hundreds of thousands of people is 
<laughs> is stretching. I really suck at stretching. I don't prioritize it. And it's probably some deep bedded, it's probably common, but I don't want to make excuses. I want to prioritize stretching because you're right. Talk about longevity. I mean, can you talk briefly like why that is so important? I mean, yeah, stretching, I think mobility. you're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. Trust me. Like the amount of people that come to the studio and go, ah, oh, your stretches are so good. They're so good. But, you know, I still struggle to fit it in. I think sometimes it's always an afterthought. And I really truly believe that we should be integrating it into our, into our training regime. I'll give you an example. I used to run um, track and field. I used to run 100 meters, 200 meters. And I went years without doing any stretching at all. I just like go and train and like go super hard at my, my training sessions and then just like head home. And I got a new coach and he was like adamant that he wanted me to stretch like pretty much every session. And in that season, my, my times just started to come down like a lot. And so from a performance aspect, I truly believe it's, it's a big factor and it's a big part of, um, you know, looking after yourself. But I think on the flip side of that, it's a injury prevention thing as well, particularly, you know, being a, you know, Peloton instructor, we have to really take care of ourselves to make sure we're not getting injured. And I think if we weren't doing the recovery, rest and stretching stuff, then slowly but surely you're going to be like building up tension in certain parts of your body. And then that's when you, you're going to get an injury. Um, so again, going back to longevity as my goal, overall goal, I think stretching is a key part within that, mm -hmm. but prioritizing it is, is going to, is, yeah, it's the biggest challenge. <laughs> All right. I make this resolution every time I'm talking to somebody about this, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Hold me accountable, Ben. One thing I will say though, is you don't have to be doing your stretching straight after workout. You know, you could be doing okay. it while you're watching, watching the TV, you could be doing it while All you're right. in the sauna, like there's other okay. parts in the day where you can be stretching your muscles. So like, it doesn't have to be, all right, you do your full body workout into a stretch. It can be integrating into your life. Yeah. Okay. I, two ideas came up. You need to do a Peloton sauna stretching class. <laughs> Let's do that. I'll, jo I'll join in. And then the second thing is, I think your next book is a cookbook, man. I see that. You're going to do it. I, I Let's talk about this later. It, it's coming. It's coming. Right. No, I love it. <laughs> You know, the podcast is called The Art of Being Well. At the end of every podcast, I want to pick your brain on a few different things within wellness. This is Ben Aldis's Art of Being Well. What's the worst tasting healthy food? You still have it because you're interested in anti-inflammatory lifestyle. What, is there anything that you're having that you only do for the nutrition science of it, not for the taste? This is a really, really good question. I'll be honest with you, like... Leanne loves kale. You know, I'll eat it and any day. Like I'm always up for eating things that are nutritionally beneficial to us. But like, I still don't, I can't really get my head around it. Can't get the craze around kale, I must yeah. admit. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I don't either. Not There's a lot thing. more tastier greens with similar yeah. sort of benefits. We need to help Leanne out. We'll find her a different <laughs> She keeps picking <laughs> the kale. I'm like, oh. <laughs> What's your favorite outdoor like sound like a sound of nature we talk about you talk about in the book it's one of the pillars of just like calming down the nervous system what's your favorite sound from nature i think the sea i love sun i love like you know being out in the open being out in the in the in the countryside like i was born in in the countryside in a place called tumbridge wells in kent which is south of london but my parents actually have a have a home like by the sea and it's so special to be out by the ocean and you know listen to the sounds of the sea and yeah so it's so special but i think just nature in general is just incredible mm -hmm. right like when you just when you're in nature and just you're there even in, in like the woods and stuff it's just it's beautiful so 
combination of that and, and then that yeah, in the woods. For sure. I went up to the Scottish Highlands. I know you guys go up there. I mean, that's God's country, right? I mean, it's powerful. Mm. powerful you really land. feel it. You really feel it, don't you, yeah. when you're out in, out in the open there. Your eyes almost can't take it in. It's one yes. of those moments. It's too much depth, too much. It's almost too much depth. Yeah, it's awe-inspiring for sure. Okay, next question is, you mentioned food first, right? Not fad supplements, but do you take any supplements personally? And if so, what are the ones that you're like, you notice they're the most supportive of your health? Yeah, so I, I do take supplements. I think for me, a big part of supplement taking comes down to like testing. I went through many years of just like taking all these different supplements and not really understanding like how they're impacting my body. Mm -hmm. So I've worked with, um, you know, a nutritionist who's encouraged me to get tested, understand where my body's at, what deficiency. You talk about that in the book, actually. You you mentioned that. Yeah. You know, I think it's so important. I think because of the marketing landscape of fitness and health, like we're constantly bombarded with like taking all these wonder supplements that do lots of different mm-hmm. things. And you know, like a lot of them do, but you may not need them. You may be getting them from the food you're eating. You may be not able to, you know, take in some of the supplements that you're, you're, you're getting from food and, and whatnot. So um, I think first step for me, if it can be relatively expensive, but if you again have the awareness of where you're currently at and maybe where your deficiencies are, you can then supplement for the specific things that are going to benefit you and things that i've personally found beneficial are you know like the omega-3s like really helpful i mean i do eat quite a fish heavy diet so i think i do get a lot of that in my in my diet and um, i think living in the uk vitamin d is is, is something that i supplement particularly during the, during the winter months electrolytes are you know magnesium and different salts like again like i think drinking traditional waters Particularly in, in the UK, I don't know 100% know what it's like in America, but a lot of the water out of the taps in the UK is not the best. So I typically, me and me, I typically filter our water and then add different electrolytes to, to the water just to get hydration in. But to be honest, like I try and focus a lot of my supplementation via my nutrition because we found mm-hmm. that that works a lot better for us. And then if we're feeling a certain way, we try and get tested and then maybe we need for a period of time to supplement mm-hmm. or focus on eating foods that are going to give you the same thing. I love it. Great advice. And we run those labs for patients and they're essentials. Like I think the vitamin D omega are just like good foundational things for people for sure. Yeah. I also say creatine as well. Creatine for muscle building. It's got, there's a lot of research around creatine. I don't, I don't take it consistently, but if I have mm-hmm. a personal goal to build strength, like creatine has mm-hmm. been beneficial for me. Same here. I, I I love it. I take it every almost every day, not every day. If people are having a well-balanced diet, like you keep coming back to, you grass-fed beef specifically, if you're having adequate amounts of that, you're getting creatine from that. Yeah. But I'm not always having that, so I supplementing with it is a good idea. Yeah, we're the same. We're the same. Coffee or tea? This is coming if I come to an Englishman. I'm a huge coffee, coffee man. Um, really? Yeah. Interesting. Like I do I do do both, you know, like our tea in the UK is a massive thing, but yeah, I'm a big coffee drinker, always have been. I try, I try not to drink too much of it. Like I, I do love like a matcha and mushroom coffees and different, you know, different hot drinks, like a lot of diff- different teas, like um, herbal teas, but your traditional tea, I don't, I probably have like one a week or two a week, maybe max. And then like coffee in the morning and then teas, into mushroom drinks later in the day, I'd say. 
I love it. So the are you having the coffee black or add anything in it? I typically have it black with a little splash of milk or just black, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the traditional English tea, I always look at it as like you all like just a vehicle for milk and sugar. It's like there's no actual (laughs) – like tea is an afterthought. I always find it so strange when people say, how many sugars? I'm like, I don't want any sugar. (laughs) Like people in the UK, it's like, you know, sometimes there's a stereotype that a lot of builders like have like five sugars or six sugars and you're like – how, how are you going to have six sugars in there? But yeah. um, no, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not tea anymore. It's not tea anymore. Do you ever go to Starbucks? And if you do, what's your order there? I'm actually not a Starbucks man. Like I'm a bit more of like a boutique coffee shop. I don't know what you call that. Just yeah. like a, you, yeah. yeah. What, Small one, coffee I, shop. I like those much better. You know, I like giving back to the local community and I don't know what it is about Starbucks. I think I, when I, I lived in China, I went to business school out in China Starbucks was like the only place that spoke English. And so I spent like too much time in Starbucks while I, while I was living in Shanghai. So maybe that's like a, in my head, like a negative, not negative thing against them, but like, yeah, I, th- I think coffee chains in general, the quality of their coffee isn't as good as European coffee. But yeah, it's true. It's true. True. Spoken, spoken truly. Last question What's a book that you've read? Everybody's going to get raise the bar. But for yourself, other than your book, what's a book you've read in the past year? It could be fiction. It could be nonfiction that just got you thinking in a, in a fresh new way. Yeah. This is really, really good book called Gut Feelings. It was written by, <laughs> you know, I did that? not pay Ben Aldis to say that guys. It's not even a joke. To be I actually read your book and I absolutely loved it because it was at a point in our lives where I really needed to hear what you were saying. And it's almost like that we were connected. I think you may have already been doing my classes at Peloton, but like, oh yeah, I bought your book and I started reading it and it, it just rang so true to me, my life, everything I was going through at the time and also different things that had gone on in my life. And see, your book was incredible. Thank you. There's a book here in the UK called High Performance, which I love. Do you know Mo Gordat? Like, I don't, no. He's an ex-Google C-suite person and he's written quite a few books about happiness and the science behind it and how our brains work. He's an, he's an engineer. So he's, his brain works in a similar way to my, how my brain works. And it's very mm-hmm. logical and very data-driven approach. But he basically uses that approach and focuses in on happiness. And he's written quite a few different books around that. So his books are great. What's really interesting is that I'm not a big fan of fiction books. I love like books that are going to like simulate my brain. And I actually use like TV and series for my like fiction stuff instead. So yeah, I'm the same way. I, I, I know like there's benefits to reading fiction and I, it's typical guy answer. I hear that a lot from guys, but I feel like we, there's something about our brains where I'd rather have the fiction stuff for TV yeah. and I'd ra- rather like learn something. I love history. So I'll read that or some self-help book. So some same way for sure. My friend, I, I've loved talking to you. I, I appreciate you so much. And I'm glad you're finally on, on the, the podcast. And tell everybody where they can get this amazing book. Yeah, so Raise the Bar comes out in US on the 14th of November. Um, it's already out on audiobook on all your main audiobook channels. But yeah, you can get it from all the different distributors. One of the best places will be Amazon. But it's, it will be in many, many different places around the US and the UK and, and all around the world. So um, if you do want to buy it, check out my um, Instagram. There was a link on there. And if you do, make sure you let me know how you go on. 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, people will be hearing this as it's coming out in the U.S. So, And you're going to be traveling around the U.S. as well for the book release, right? Yeah, I'm planning. A, I mean, there's a, there's a book tour going down. So we were, um, we're going to be hitting up quite a few cities, meeting lots of people and chatting up all things Raise the Bar. So really looking forward to that. Thanks for coming on. Ben Aldis, come back anytime. Thank you so much. Good to see you. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.